Somebody's going to go bridge here. It's better time. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Garbage Podcast, episode 104, presented by Guy Boston Sports. My name is Andrew Gardner, joined alongside by just Alex Clausen today. Mr. Clausen, how are we doing? We're giving the people what they want, episode 104. Uh, just the two of us, no Steve. It's also a Clausen eating episode. Uh, tough to get through the intro. I had to cough. I got a little flake of pepper in the back of my throat right as you started there. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's it's hard to keep down, but mind over body. Got through it all right. There you go. Episode 104 is upon us. Yeah, 104 is here. It's uh, it's been a long time coming. Say that uh, we we unintentionally unintentionally took our longest break in between episodes in the show's history. It's been uh, basically it's been three plus weeks since we put something up, which is just ridiculously bad on on our parts. Uh, which is due in part to the Red Sox being bad at the end of the season, not making the playoffs. Uh, Steve got a new job, which is awesome. Congrats to Steve. Oh, yeah, Steve. Which is part of, the, part of the reason why he's not here, because he is just insanely busy during the week. Uh, and so, yeah, we figured we should at least put something out. So, Klaus and I are tag teaming this one together, just the two of us. And this is going to be mostly a playoff talking episode. We'll We'll touch briefly on the end of the Red Sox season. It's been like two plus weeks since that ended, so... No one really wants to uh, go back on that. Uh, Chris is downstairs cheering. I assume something just happened in the Yankees game. You know, I've, I've been meaning to ask, how has it been living with him the last uh, couple weeks? Um, It could be worse. I will say I, I'm respectful of him, so I think he's a little more respectful of me. But it's not been fun. It's not been fun. The, the, honestly, you know what's been worse than the Yankees is he's a Jets fan. And oh. having the Jets above the Patriots in the standings and them actually being competent this year has, has not been fun for me to, to, to watch. I can't say I saw that coming either. The Jets were, uh, were supposed to be the laughing stock. Yeah. Everyone says like every year, you know, oh, the Jets may be surprised. They might win like four games this year. And uh, I think they're already above four wins. They're already at four wins, right? Uh, four and two so far. Um, this that's, that's as much Jets talk as I want to throw into this episode. But yeah, he's he's been fine. I think the biggest thing was he's contemplating the best time. I think I've I've talked about this bet on here where I'm gonna have to wear a Yankees shirt or jersey to the bar one night since the Yankees got farther into the playoffs than the Red Sox. And um he's kind of contemplating when that best time will be. So if the Yankees had lost this past weekend, I would have had to wear it on Thursday. They didn't, so that's that's kind of just been hanging over my head, which I'm not looking forward to at all. You know, if I were Chris and I were feeling mean, I'd probably do it now. Um, the Yankees are up one nothing. I don't know what happened, but that's uh, that's probably why he's cheering. But I'd do it now. Hedge your bet. You know, yeah. the Yankees are are still in the playoffs. Might as well wear it now rather than when they're out, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm I assuming Harrison Bader just hit a home run because Chris just texted. On the group chat with the people I live with, Master Bader strikes again. So, see that—that's kind of what I have to put up with this whole October. Yeah, yeah, not great. He uh, is. Uh, he did go. He did go yard off of your Cy Young candidate. My Cy Young winner. I am in the process of writing my speech for when uh, when when we do our our awards show. 
and we talk all about that, how I correctly predicted both Cy Young winners this year. Justin Verlander is not having a good outing. He didn't pitch well against Seattle last week either. He's, uh, he's again, not pitching well at all. Not pitching well. Uh, what was I going to say? The Well, Aaron Judge just made a spectacular catch, too. I don't know if you saw that. Not as good as Benny's catch against Bregman, but Bregman almost put one in the gap, scored two runs. Judge made a diving slide. And it's one nothing Yankees. But before we turn to playoff talk and Yankees talk, kind of reminiscing back on the end of the Red Sox season, Clausen. You got anything? Sox ended with a sweep. That was cool, I guess. I don't I don't remember anything from any of yeah. those. I mean, you ended on a sweep. It's just kind of like putting lipstick on a pig there. There was really nothing to celebrate at the end of the season. You go out and sweep the Rays. I guess that's something. But, yeah, I mean, really thinking back, pretty, you know, disappointing year. You expect the Red Sox to make the playoffs every year, which is pretty unattainable. But you at least hope that they're competitive every year. And coming in last in the AL East is kind of the the opposite of what would be an epitome of success for this year. And uh, I think I think this year is going to be – this offseason is going to be pretty pivotal for Hein Bloom. He's finally got – full control over this team came in after 2018 and had a bunch of those contracts 2020 they sucked 2021 they came back made some moves and were successful and I think looking back on this offseason they made a lot of good moves but they kind of made them in the wrong places you know you didn't really need Trevor's story you could have gone out and signed some other pitching which they really needed and uh I think if Heim goes out this offseason and doesn't improve the bullpen and the outfield and some of the bench, which he was supposed to come in and do both of those things, provide quality pieces in the, uh, in the, the arm barn and, and out in the outfield. Electric, and, by the way. Huh? I said electric name. Yeah. I don't know why they haven't switched that yet. Yeah. But disappointing year. I think he kind of needed everything to go right this year for them to be successful and nothing really went right. Yeah, it, it all went wrong. It all went wrong. And we've talked so much about this team, obviously, covered them throughout the whole year. It was it was not a fun year to be a Red Sox fan, obviously. I am I have been a big Heim Bloom supporter. I have backed him on almost every move he made. Uh, I say almost because the Jackie Bradley Jr. trade still puzzles me to this day. But the majority of the moves he's made, I've backed him. And I agree with what you're saying. This is the offseason for Heim Bloom. This is the make or break offseason because this will now be year number four on the team. I guess legitimate year number three, if you really want to uh, not count 2020, which is fine. But you make it two wins away from the World Series in 2021. And then you, yeah, you let Renfro leave. You trade him for basically hot garbage. Benellis has been awful in the minor leagues. I I just I still can't comprehend that trade. And then I understood at the time not bringing back Schwarber, but by the day that that deal that the Phillies signed him to, or the the not bringing him back deal that the Red Sox didn't bring him back, looks worse and worse. I mean, he hit the longest home run in Petco Park history last night. I was gonna say, did you see that thing? It was a I, shot. Second, I, I didn't even know Petco Park had a second deck up there. What a shot! 190 feet. It was a you shot, gotta, absolute you gotta, shot. You got to think. I mean, Boston in October. They always say that the the cold makes the balls dead. 
But if you had a hot day in at Fenway, that thing is is red seat territory. It absolutely is. They'd say it landed one foot short, even if it was five oh three. I really there's gotta be like a code red in the uh Nesson production booth. But it's like uh there's gotta be like some breaking news story that they're holding on to. Yeah. Like the ball's getting close and they just cut the feed. No, they like it's like the most dramatic news story in years. They're like they just make up something about like I don't know, the Red Sox owner or something. They're like Red Sox owner commits X crime. And maybe it would be we can't show the game anymore. Sorry. Like that's maybe, just how it is. Maybe it's like an expose on Ted Williams. So that it's like, oh, like thank God he he finally took Ted Williams' record. Ted <laughs> yeah. Williams is a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> like it never mattered anyway. Never mattered anyway. The whole 1999 celebratory thing on the field. That was that was actually uh Ted Williams uh what's it called? Like super fake. Like it wasn't actually him. Imagine they just cut to a picture of his his frozen head. Like, you guys really think this guy could hit 1502? How difficult would it be to attach Ted Ted Williams from a surgical perspective? How difficult would it be to to reattach his head on somebody and and have it have it work? I mean, in theory, not that hard. I'm going to imagine in practice to make sure that all of the the veins and the tendons and the bones and the muscles and the nerves all connect, I feel like would be pretty difficult. That would be, I, I think it'd be impossible. I think it's, it's going to be done in our lifetimes. No, no shot. You, you think can do, so? you can do pretty much anything you want with medicine. What's, what's the craziest thing you think they're holding back from us within medicine that they've already like figured out? I mean, I'm pretty sure there's a cure for absolutely everything. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. But like, I'm. You can definitely clone, like clone a human, hundred percent for sure. Well, what would you if you had a, a twin brother? What, what would he? What would his name be? Alexander. Yeah, I'd probably just make him make him Alex too. Alex two point I like. Have you seen you seen the episode of Family Guy where they clone all the uh, the Bryans? Yeah, and one of them's like kind of special needs. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking of uh, uh, there was another Family Guy episode where Peter says that if he like cuts his arm, like they they chop his arm off, and he's like, oh, I just like regenerate a new arm, and then he forgets that his arm regenerates a whole new body. <laughs> so it's just like a complete opposite Peter. So it's like evil. <laughs> I I honestly think that if. If somebody hit a ball, if Kyle Schwarber hit that ball at Fenway and it ends up going 503, I think they'd be like, we found a cure to cancer on the broadcast. They'd be like, the ball would be like mid-flight and they'd like cut it and they'd be like, breaking news, the cure to cancer has been found. I mean, they would have to do something so extraordinary that nobody in the world would be would care would about care. the baseball. I mean, that that's like the the biggest like like if that if that news story came out tomorrow. That would be the biggest news of the century, probably. You know what I think they'd probably do? I bet John Henry is the nuke code somewhere. I bet he'd just like nuke a country so it wouldn't matter. Probably. It's more than that. Sink like some island off of the Caribbean. Yeah. Gone for. Gone Gone for. for. Gone for. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, anyways, I, this is going to get us on like some, uh, some FBI watch. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure some of the stuff we've said on here already will will probably get us on there. 
But, Probably. Yeah, the Kyle Schwarber signing doesn't look too great. No. Doesn't look too great. Uh, trading Renfro. Pitching-wise, I think they could have just made improvements there. There's no one I looked at. Like, not bringing back Martin Perez, I don't think you could foresee him having the year that he you thought he was going to have. They didn't bring back Garrett Richards. He had, he had a bad year. I mean, I thought, you know, it is what it is. You just got to live with that. But I agree. This is the pivotal offseason here. We need pitching. I'm I'm okay with the lineup as long as Xander's there. And even if JD leaves, if we find like a mid like mid-tier replacement for him, I don't even know off the top of my head. I've been hot on the Jock Peterson train. Now, if Tommy Pham is here, that we can't do that. No. What do you what do you think would be like how do you think this team would 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 operate if you had Tommy Pham in left and Jock Peterson in center? Like would shit just I feel like man immediately. I, I wonder how deep this beef actually goes. You always wonder, like the the media and, and everything always blows stuff up. Yep. So I feel like if they were on the same team, you'd have to like you'd have to have Alex Course sit him down and be like, all right, guys are gonna have to play together. I feel like it wouldn't be that bad. I don't know. Didn't Tommy Pham say something recently? He's like, I'd still slap the shit out of Jock Peterson. Really? I'm pretty sure. Let me see if I can find that. Uh, this was in June. Reds Tommy fan doubles down on slapping Jock Peterson. And says Giants outfielder deserved it. There was some news story recently. I feel like. Oh, here we go. Tommy fan. This is October fourth. Tommy fan uh, says he has no regrets about how he handled the Jock Peterson slapping situation. If anything, he's lucky I didn't hurt his ass even more. That's the kind of competitive fire you need. I mean, was his his walk up song? I mean, you could just tell he was he's a gritty guy. His walk up song was Hellcats and Trackhawks by Lil Dirk. I mean, get up there. I feel like I'm about to go into into battle. It's like him and uh, Cutter Crawford. Oh, okay. I listen to Hustler music almost every day now. Such a good song, unreal song. In fact, I think I texted you the last game of the year I was going to. They scratched him for like somebody who was better because he was hurt. And I was like, I'm actually pissed that this better pitcher is playing now because I would rather hear Hustler music for like 90 seconds than watch this guy pitch two hours. It's such like a kick in the dick. Like all you need, the Red Sox have been so bad. Sometimes you just end up giving the people what they want. Yeah. The people want Hustler music. I want Hustler music. You remember the 4th of July when we went to the game. I was – Definitely hungover. It was like a 12 o'clock game. It was so hot. We sat in the bleachers. The moment I started to feel better, Austin Davis started that game, if I remember. Cutter Crawford comes out for the third inning. I immediately start feeling better. I hear hustler music. It is the cure to all. In fact, Clausen, we might have just found the cure to cancer. It might just be hustler music. It's hustler music. There we go. Code red. <laughs> Sound the Nesson booth. Sound the Nesson booth. Anyways, um, yeah, we'll we'll have a full post or uh, post season breakdown, like kind of pre hope. Holy crap! We'll have a full like prediction episode, hopefully coming soon with Steve. It's hard to kind of tell when we're gonna get stuff out at this rate, but kind of wrapping up the season a little bit more, talking about where we want the team to go this off season, who we who we'd like that, for them to sign. 
Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really have too much else on on the Sox. It's uh, it was a bad get, bad year. I don't got much else. It's a growing year. Yep. Got to assume that the teams that are good this year will be bad next year. I don't know. Hope for a few miracles. Aaron Judge leaves. Yeah, I'm Bloom and Vess. Real quick, what? Where is uh, uh like a way too early? Actually, not way too early. Early. Where is Aaron Judge going? Prediction. I really don't know. It's Mets. Oh. I if the Mets didn't get bumped in the first round, I would have said the Mets, no doubt. Mm-hmm. The Angels is completely just an asinine prediction. Who said that? He's from L.A. Okay, California. I I would say this. I'm I actually think that it makes the chances of him going to the Mets better because they lost in the first round. Because I think now Steve Cohen's going to look, and he's already spent a shit ton of money on the team. He's going to be like, okay, I'm going to open my wallet up even wider and throw money at Aaron Judge. I could see Aaron Judge. Hot take. No John Cena, but hot take. I could see Aaron Judge signing like a three-year, $150 million deal. Like some crazy AAV for short term. No. I don't know I if a team like... I don't know if a team's gonna go out there and want to sign him for eight to ten years. I mean, I guess you look at it, he's what, 29 right now? I thought he was 30 already. 29, 30. So he's he's in his prime. He's statistically probably on the downswing of it. Yeah, are going to be on the downswing of three it. Three more really good years. But I guess if you're Aaron Judge and his agent, you're not going to take anything less than probably eight years because you want to set yourself up for the rest of your career. Although, <coughs> excuse me, the thing is, is if somebody signs Judge to a really high AAV deal for two, three years, look yep. at kind of what the Twins did with Correa. Even if he's got an opt-out after one year, I think we're going to start to see more and more contracts like that. But – if he has one, one, two, even three more good years, which he's fully capable of, it's hundred percent not even not even remotely unheard of that thirty three year olds have really down seasons. He could be looking at signing an eight year deal then, kind of like Miguel Cabrera. Think of that that's like a perfect example. Miguel Cabrera signs that big deal, and by the end of it, he can't play for shit, but he's still he made a ton of money. I could realistically see. Aaron Judge signing a big deal now and a big deal after the 2025 season. I mean, I think it's certainly possible. I don't think that's the plan A, though, because you think about it. Aaron Judge is never going to have a better season than this, at least statistically. Probably not, but he's going to get paid, like absolutely paid. I know Scherzer's AAV is like 42, 43 million, but again, that's only on a three-year deal. I think if we see... Judge signed an eight-year deal. It's going to be close to $40 million a year. 100%. I mean, Scherzer's old, though. Like, Scherzer has proven that past 30, he can be the best pitcher in baseball. Yeah. I'm going to say Aaron Judge either signs a three-year $150 million deal, which is $50 million AAV, or an eight-year $350 million contract, which is close to $44 million a year. All right. That was my two predictions. And my other prediction real quick, my top three teams I got Aaron Judge going to because I don't think he's coming back to New York. Number one, San Francisco Giants. Talking about California. I think the Giants would be a great fit for him. They got the money. Number two, Seattle Mariners. Another out west team. They like to spend. 
They could use him. Number three, I'm going to say the Mets. So my top three, th- top three teams. It's respectable. I could see him. I really don't see him staying in the the American League. I, I'm going to leave it at that. I okay. Yeah. No, that's that's a good take. Because I think if he's going to leave the Mets, the Mets are going to, or not the Mets, the Yankees. The Yankees are going to throw a lot of money at him. How Steinbrenner is going to sit up in his grave and hand him his contract. George Steinbrenner. My yeah. Bad. How Steinbrenner is still alive. How is yeah? How still alive? Um, but I think it's going to be hard for him to leave, and I think it's going to be a slap in the face if he goes and signs somewhere in the AL and he has to go play them every year. I think if he's going to leave the Yankees, he's going to want to get as far away as possible. I I I could see that. I think this is also a big deal for Brian Cashman if he strikes out here. What does that What does that message leave with Yankees fans? It's like I don't I don't care about like we have the new AL home run king on our team. I'm not willing to go out. I know it's not his money. Go out and make an aggressive deal for him. I think that Yankees fans. I'm curious to see how this route goes, but Yankees fans could truly lose like confidence and their trust with the owner, the Steinbrenners, Cashman, if if they lowball Judge here. Yeah, I I think if they lose Judge, Cashman has at max a season left. Because you figure Cole's still going to be good. Rizzo will kind of do his thing. Like, there's the pieces that will stay consistent. But so many guys on this Yankee team surprised so much. I don't see them doing it again. Yeah, I completely agree. Actually, I'm going to call it. It's a 1-1 game, though. I just, yeah. uh, who, Who doubled? Maldonado. Maldonado. No Christian Vasquez in the lineup. No, he hasn't been playing a lot. Did you see he had a quote the other day saying that he would be very open to coming back to Boston? Oh, he said that from the jump. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. But we could I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed to it, but I I do I do like what Reese McGuire did towards the end of the year. Uh, I do have an interesting stat actually. I have two that I've really been holding on for the last couple of weeks. Do you realize that out of all the catchers who played in the MLB this year, the fastest catcher in terms of sprint speed was Connor Wong? I would I would have never guessed that. I was combing through baseball savant a couple of weeks ago and I noticed that. That's an interesting take. Not even a take, it's a stat. Interesting stat. The other stat I found super interesting that a lot of people, let me see, I'm going to pull these up real quick. A lot of people over the, or over the season really were complaining about how slow JD Martinez had gotten. And I feel like it was the always, always the gripe was it's JD, it's JD, it's JD. JD is so stupid slow, which he is. He's very, very slow. However, in terms of sprint speed here, there was one guy on the team who is not fast, but is was faster than J.D. Martinez this year. And J.D. wasn't as slow as most people think. So J.D. was in the 23rd percentile in sprint speed, just slow. Out of every four guys, he's basically the slowest. Really? However, Rafael Devers, 13th percentile in sprint speed. Really? Oh, he's yeah. slow. Yeah, hella slow. I feel I mean, like no one talked about that this year. 
I mean, Raff, it's one of those things like Raffy hits it hard enough that he doesn't really need the speed. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, he's I He's mean, also he's young, like you kind of give him the benefit of the doubt of like, oh, someone who's twenty five is probably pretty fast. Or fast enough. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I just I found that interesting. I mean, JD hit forty three doubles this year, which was uh the top what was it? Top five, ten players in the American League. Like he was still he was still stroking the ball. And you know, I would he he turned it on at the the last week of the season. He finished with 16 home runs, 274 average. His OPS was at 789, pretty just above average, I'd say. I wouldn't be opposed to bringing him back on a one-year deal. If you offer him the qualifying uh deal, bring him back. How much? I think it's like 19.2 million. No way. No way. But I think well, here's the deal. If you offer him that and he doesn't accept it and he goes somewhere else, they get a draft pick. I guess it's worth it. I th- I think I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I don't. I don't know I don't what the think rest it'd be of the market. A bad thing to bring like. him back. I really don't. Huh? I don't think it'd be bad to bring him back. It's not a bad thing. I love JD. You can still hit. Yeah. But I don't think you can trust him for more than a year. No. I, I well, that's what I'm. It would only be a one year deal. Yeah. Um. I, I could be down for that. From, from what I had heard, like in July, was that the ownership was not bringing JD back. They had. JD had wanted to come back. He asked for a two to three year deal and ownership was not entertaining that. And I've continued to kind of hear the same reports through the, through the rest of the, the year is that like, the ownership has not entertained talking to him at all. So I would be surprised if they bring him back. I would like him back for one year, but that's what I got to say on JD. Anyways, for the MLB postseason. We'll run through this quickly. Obviously, we kind of missed out on making predictions this year, picking our World Series teams, picking who would win MVPs for series. But we can give kind of our takes on series real quick. We'll run through the wild card round real quick. Blue Jays Mariners. Only thing I got to say on that one is that was an epic collapse by the Blue Jays in game two. I think they were up 8-1. But I'm happy the Mariners won. Yeah, I think the that the the baseball world needed that. You can't bring the Mariners in with all that hype. They're a good team too. Great. Last year I didn't think they were a great team. I thought they just kind of got lucky, kind of struck some magic at the right time. But this year they were genuinely a good team. They deserve to be in the playoffs. For them to win a playoff series is huge for them. I didn't think they'd make it two rounds, but for them to make it one, fantastic. Uh Blue Jays got exposed. Simple I agree. The whole season they got exposed. They really the did. Season. They should have been way better. They should have been. They brought Gosman in. I know they lost uh lost Robbie Ray, which I was gonna say. You were you were just saying that the the Mariners were a good team last year, not great. I think the additions of Robbie Ray trading for Luis Castillo was huge. And then having Julio Rodriguez come in, three of those guys, that was the difference in boosting them from like, okay, this team's respectable to being like, all right, this team's Got the firepower. The Astros are still stupid good. They're going to be stupid good again next year. But I was uh, I was happy for them. And, you know, we can just talk about the ALDS real quick. I was with them and the Astros. I was bummed they blew two leads. And then an 18-inning scoreless game. Like, that's crazy. But if your pitching staff is going to give you 18 runs or 18 innings scoreless and can't score a run, your first that's home game in 21 years – that's that's on you. You deserve that's to lose. That's on you. Deserve to lose that game. But 
you know, the Astros are the better team. Understandable. Uh, Guardians Rays don't really have too much to say on that. I was basically just happy the Rays lost. Yeah, I mean, I really got nothing. Guardians are a good team. Still love Tito. I, I didn't even think I watched much of that series. It was kind of nothing for me. It was on during, like, the day, too. I didn't it watch It was weird. I watched uh, game one. That was about it. That was was that the walk off home run game? Or was I don't that think I watched all of game one too? I don't remember. On the other side, NL Cardinals Phillies. Phillies take that one two nothing. Um yeah, I was pulling for the Cardinals heavy in that one. I wanted out of all the teams in the postseason, they were the ones I was hoping were gonna win the World Series. But Pool's career, Molina done. Uh Cardinals blew another big lead in that one too in the eighth inning, I think. Eighth or ninth inning. But uh, the Phillies are rolling right now. Although they're Phillies about- are, Phillies are the ho- well, not the hottest team because we have an even hotter team. But Phillies are playing out of their mind right now. Absolutely out of their mind. Uh, although they did <laughs> just lose to the Phillies, or excuse me, to the Padres. So that series is tied at one. Um, and then yeah, the other series, Mets Padres, goes to a game three, and the Padres cleaned up. I love that that uh, that that happened. Obviously, not a huge Mets guy. I tolerate them way more than the Yankees, but the Padres are a fun team. Fun team. They really are. I love. I mean, I love that they have Soto. Soto had some really good at bats towards the end of that series. Uh, they I hate that they're missing Tatis. Tatis would be going nuts right now. But I don't know. You do steroids or take ringworm medicine, and <laughs> you got to sit out. I saw this question posed yesterday. I think it was on Twitter somewhere. What do you you think if the Padres win the World Series, Tatis gets a ring? You have to. I think it's someone I don't know how true this is. Because I would say the same thing you have to. Someone said it's a player vote. And well, that is I, mean, I don't think he gets one. Think about it. You got do you see that thing about Robinson Cano? No. If I think it I know it's the I think it's the Braves. Oh yeah, the Padres and the Mets and, and the Mets. If any of those three teams win the World Series, he gets a ring. Yeah, but I mean, Tatis didn't play this year. But like, who's gonna go? Like, they're gonna sit in the clubhouse. They're gonna be like, "All right, Robinson Cano, ring or no?" And everyone's gonna be like, "Yeah." I like, think you can make that argument because he played in Tatis. I'm not saying it's the right one. I think Tatis. I don't know. I'm curious to see if that situation plays out. Who? Like how they go with that, and I want to see. Do you what... think Tatis is even like watching them? All right, all right. Look at this. All right, twenty twenty two. Robinson Cano played a total of thirty three games, twelve for the Mets, twelve for the Padres, nine for the Braves. He didn't play for any. I mean, you remember in twenty? What year was that? Uh. I guess, yeah. I mean, Tatis didn't play at all. Like 2018, Brandon Phillips, I mean, he had one of the clutchest hits of the season. He played like three games for the Red Sox, and they gave him I don't know. It's just like if you're on the roster at some point. I think, wasn't Travis Darno's brother on the team? What was his name, Travis? Oh, Chase Darno. What year was he on the Red Sox? Was that 2018? He was literally on the team for like a week. Chase Darno. He was on the team... Maybe it was 2016. Uh, 2017. Never mind. But, like, played two games for the Red Sox. He had one one at bat. Like, I think I think you give him a ring. 
I don't know. But Mets are done. Cool. Uh, NLDS, the Padres took care of Dodgers, which was awesome. And a lot of people were complaining. Dodgers and Braves go out. This new, like, playoffs format is rigged. Like, if your team can't win, I don't know what to tell you. Dave Roberts has got to go. He's got to go. How can you have this much talent and all you have to show for it is a Mickey Mouse ring? And it's the last like five years too. I know that it's I know it's difficult to make the World Series every year and especially win it more than once in a five year span. But if you're getting punched out by these teams, like in the first in the division round, you get the best team in baseball. You don't have a hole on the roster. And you're getting punched out in the first round by your division rival, you gotta go, man. I mean, they won hundred and eleven games this year. And then, you know, you can't win three out of five against the Padres. Unbelievable. Crazy. See you later. He'll I'm, find, I'm he'll find to... a nice job and he'll find a nice job in no time. Uh, I'm sure he would. I'm sure he would. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm happy they're done. And then obviously the Phillies were just, they were the hottest team, honestly, through the AL, or NLDS. Rolled through the Braves in four games. And I love this matchup. You, you know, Padres, Phillies. I think it's two teams haven't seen win in a long time. The last time the Padres were made, made the playoffs besides 2020, it's been a minute. Phillies had like the longest drought besides the Mariners. It's a, it's a fun series. I'm not a big Phillies guy. You know, I'll be completely honest. I'm pulling hard for the Padres, but either way, they're better than the Dodgers, better than the Mets. And yeah, I mean, there's a lot of character in the series. You got Soto on the Padres. And you got Bryce Harper, who is walked in right now. Mm-hmm. Bryce Harper hit 500 in his last series. I mean, the man's just on fire. He wants that ring. This is what he came to Philly to do. I can respect it. I was actually I was on a flight to Philly on Saturday. I think it was – I forget what, what game it was. I think they were still playing the Braves. I think it was the game they clinched. I think it was game four, yeah. It was over it's the, the game they clinched. And we're taken off in like – the second inning. So, like, everyone, like, right before the plane takes off, everyone's just, like, huddling around these, like, four people that had enough service to get the Phillies game on their phone. And then we land, and uh, there was, like, no service, like, no TV on the uh, on the plane. And the person, the flight attendant came over the loudspeaker and was like, go Phillies, they won. Everyone freaked out. That's sick. Yeah. So, so you were in Texas for, like, legitimately a day. Like, 18 hours. What you what you think of Texas? Give us give us your your first opinions. I've never been there. I don't think Steve's been there. Um, Texas. The people are are very polite. It was weird coming from up north where people usually are not very polite on the street. <laughs> Everyone up there very polite on the street. Uh, I appreciated it. It was a little weird, but I certainly appreciated it. Weather was great. Couldn't complain. Uh, the food unbelievably good. What'd you get to eat? Uh, we went out to a, a barbecue place on friday night and we kind of just got like a bunch of like appetizers and stuff they had mac and cheese which they made with queso which was gas fried pickles didn't miss uh there was like some brisket stuff it was just it was all good yeah none of it none of it missed that sounds fantastic so i'm curious to hear i tagged along on two of these trips not this one but in terms of the trips you got sent on from our fraternity we got we went to chicago we were in Orlando. Now you went to Texas. What's the power rankings? I wouldn't even say the trips, just like the places. 
Um, it's tough because or well, so Orlando's number one. Orlando was so much fun. Easily the best. Night, Night Library at UCF takes the cake. That's probably the best club in America. Easily. Easily. Um, Chicago is – Chirac is hard to rate because it was – we didn't really go anywhere. <laughs> it was it also was, January and brick cold. Yeah, it was like negative four degrees, so we couldn't see anything, and we didn't really have time to do anything. So Chicago is, is hard. But I didn't really see much of Texas either. So it's like it's like one – and then it's like two and two A. That's fair. I didn't see enough of them. I I'd probably give the edge to Texas. Yeah. Just because it was nicer out. I can't. I can't blame you. Chicago. I have. I have absolutely no interest in going back to Chicago in the winter. Summertime. No. Chicago is a beautiful city. I had a great time, but when we couldn't walk more than ten minutes without having to like go inside, I I was just simply not not loving it. Um. Anyways, wrapping this up. Yeah, the Yankees Yankees came back 2-1 on the Guardians. Do you see the stuff about the Guardians not having a hotel room the other night? What? MLB, you didn't see that? No. So, you know how game five was postponed today? Okay. So, the Guardians got back to their hotel after it was rained out, and they were like, yeah, all the rooms that you had that you're looking to renew have already been booked up. So, they had to, like, half the guys had to sleep at one place, half had to sleep at the other Apparently, the game was playable. The Guardians wanted to play. The Yankees didn't. I'm not a big conspiracy theory guy, but, you know. Sounds about right. I'm going to look into it a little bit if it's the Yankees. And then, you know, the the Yankees got to throw Cortez instead of Tyone, and that's obviously a big advantage. Yeah, I mean, that extra day really helped Cortez out. He was going on short rest anyway. Yep. And then you give him the extra day with the rain delay and, you know. Just so happens he gets an extra day of rest. Absolutely huge. So now we stand at the division or the championship series. Phillies, Padres tied at one. Yankees, Astros tied at nothing, but tied at one in game one. Yankees have runners on second and third, two outs, top three right now. What are your what are your predictions for the series? I mean, I think this one is gonna go. This one's gonna go long. I think it's going probably six. But I, the Astros are just the better team. Astros are just the better team. I agree. Unbiasedly, I agree. I'm saying Astros in six, Padres in seven. And I'm not sure that you can with the Astros postseason experience and the Yankees postseason uh, experience. I'm not sure that you can pick against the Astros right now. I mean, the Astros, just wins. The people talk about, well, the Dodgers are so good, they should make it easier for teams to make it deep in the playoffs. The Astros have made it to the ALCS now six years in a row. Six Crazy. years. Insane. That's got to be one of the longest streaks ever. It's just what they do. They're just – they're a playoff team. They lose Correa, they lose Springer, and they still do it anyway. Exactly. You know, they bring – It's just Brantley. good baseball. Kyle Tucker stepped up. Uh, Diaz or Jeremy Pena has been great. You know, all these guys, Alvarez, like you look at their 2017 world series team, they lost Garrett Cole too. Like doesn't matter. Dallas Keuchel, Zach Greinke. And you look at guy like Framber Valdez had a hell of a year. Framber like Valdez is one of the, one of the best was, pitchers in baseball right now. He was great. They have Luis Garcia. I mean, that top four is great on top of Verland. So still bullpen's good. Bullpen's great. Presley, I think Presley's still back there, right? 
Dusty Baker gets it done. Dusty Baker knows how to win. Sure does. Sure does. Uh, you got a prediction for the NLCS. I am saying that the Padres win in seven. I think Padres win in six. Okay. I think the Phil- the Phillies got a Phillies got to calm down at some point, and I feel like they're just gonna they're gonna hit a wall after Game Three, and it's just yeah. Not hit a wall, but it's just good. the the competition is going to get yeah the competition gap is going to get wider. Could see it. Could see it. Um. So, like tonight, say tonight, right? I just had two midterms. I had a midterm on Monday. I had a midterm on Wednesday, and I'm sitting down on the couch. Last thing I want to do is make dinner. Right. Last thing I want to do is go to the grocery store. How am I possibly going about? getting some food to my place so I can eat, not go hungry, enjoy the game. So I, I, I have zero idea of where to go with this. Well, the only thing I can think of would be Instacart, and I'm going to roll this off the tongue. It's about three weeks, probably longer than that. I don't know the last time I gave one of these ad reads. But if I remember right, Instacart is an online grocery delivery app that allows you to handpick a variety of fresh foods and products. Forget that ingredient. You need to make your famous dish while you're watching the socks. Or... You're like Andrew Gardner and you just want to watch some postseason baseball on the couch with nothing in the fridge, order it through Instacart. With delivery straight to your door in as fast as an hour. You can shop multiple stores, see details in your area. That'll help you save money. Every item is hand-selected at the store to fit even the most specific needs. Every item is handled with care, straight to your door. Uh, I don't know what the ad is this week. I'm you not don't know, sure still... dude? You have no idea? Not even sure we're still sponsored, so this is technically a free ad. <laughs> I think it's it's not too late to st- to spark your summer celebration. It was about eighty something degrees in Dallas this weekend, last weekend. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you live in a warm climate, summer celebration isn't dead. All those people in Houston are wearing short sleeves. I'm sure they're about to go spark a summer celebration if if the Astros win. Clawson, I'm here to tell you that Instacart is still our sponsor. We just got an email from them. Did we? We just got an email. Uh, they said, "Dear Andrew." celebrate spooky season with Instacart. Inform your audience. Actually, I'm not supposed to read this part. Uh, offer last, last minute costume, get wigs, wings, and wands and the works. And as fast as one hour plus free delivery on your first Instacart order, minimum $10 required terms apply. We got a link here. I'm probably not going to put it in the show notes, which may or may not make this a free ad. Anyways, I don't even know if the links work. Cawson. Instacart, never step from the grocery store again. Woo! You know who you know who was sparking a summer celebration a couple of days ago? I Lord only knows. Garrett Cole after they clinched the championship <laughs> series. That video you sent, I opened it in class. I I was I should not have opened that in class. I'll put it that way. So funny. If if people haven't seen this video, it's Garrett Cole after they win the ALDS against Cleveland last night. Uh, popping, popping bottles. Nah, not popping bottles. He's holding a Budweiser. He opens it, kind of looks at it, shakes it like very like softly. He just like flicks it at the guy. Yeah, he's just like like he's like a priest in church when they have like that that wand and they spray the holy water on you. He's like, and then yeah, he takes a sip and kind of like looks around, heads kind of bopping. He's just unintentionally funny, unintentionally funny guy. What do you think? How many? What do you think the most beers is he's had in one night? Two and a half. Yeah, I was gonna say he probably started on his third. He was like, "Okay, I gotta settle down here. Get a little crazy." 
he seems like the kind of guy to like go in the bathroom at a party and like dump his drink out so it looks like he's been drinking it all night like yeah no i am tossed i am tossed. hammered yeah i'm gonna go fix some mailboxes how, how many one of those people that asked how many drinks deep you are all night yeah like that's your eighth you can still stand you sure I'm on nine, man. I'm feeling good. Yeah. <laughs> you got to catch up. You got to catch up. Garrett Cole's the pace setter at a party. He is. He Garrett's is. the pace setter. Cole. Um, speaking of, Justin Verlander just set Mr. Must- Mr. Mustache down. Uh, questionable called third strike, but I'm not going to cry that, about that it. That was where the yelling from downstairs uh, must have just came in. I'm going to give Chris a call. I want his take on uh, the series. Call Chris Montero. So what we got. You better pick up. All right, absolutely pathetic out of him. That actually means that the Yankees aren't going to win. That's that's all that means. Uh oh. Not great. Uh, you got any closing out the ninth takes before we uh, we wrap this thing up? No, not really. I mean, bring back Xander Bogarts. Bring back uh, – extend Rafi Devers. I don't know. I'm not I'm not too tied to anybody who uh, who's a free agent this year. I think they've served their time. Avaldi, Vasquez, JD, they've served their time on this team. They want to go somewhere else. It's I think it's time for the next guy to step up. I don't disagree with you at all. I don't disagree. I'd be sad, mostly sad to see JD go. Avaldi, I wouldn't be overly sad to see him go. Uh, Xander would obviously break my heart. Bring him back, please. But other than that, let's get the ball rolling. Still got about two more weeks of postseason ball, and then the offseason will start kicking up. But anyways, if you enjoyed what you listened to, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Gombridge Podcast and Twitter. At Gombridge, don't forget to subscribe to our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Stitcher. There you go. And we will be back sometime soon, hopefully, all three of us with episode 105. See ya!